0: Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. According to Politico, in a draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, a majority of the U.S. Supreme Court has voted to strike down Roe v. Wade. Quoting now the Salt Lake Tribune, depending on how the Supreme Court officially rules, either Utah's trigger law, which outlaws most abortions in the state, or a ban on the procedure after 18 weeks of pregnancy, are likely to go into effect in Utah. Utah. Later in this hour we're going to be talking with Planned Parenthood Association of Utah president and CEO Kerry Galloway. Right now we bring in Murray Taylor, president of Pro-Life Utah. Murray Taylor, thanks for joining us.
1: Good morning. Thank you.
0: Um, so uh, what's what's top of your mind uh, on this, this topic right now? If uh, if Roe v. Wade is struck down, if if this draft opinion is, you know, holds, what uh, I guess is, is that everything you wanted?
1: Oh, no, no. This is, all, it, all this does is return that decision to the states. It does not uh, ban abortion across the country. Some states will go maybe even farther with their abortion um, access. But uh, it's a huge step for sure. It's a huge step if, in fact, that's the case. We have to remember we don't know that. This is a, a leaked opinion and not an official word yet. But, uh, no, it, it changes it changes things but it certainly is not the end of the road
0: so um, Justice Alito in this opinion he uh, he says well this should be this should be returned to the people right uh, in practical yes, practical effect uh, I guess it, it maybe start state by state there might be a national law if you know if Congress can can decide on, on one um, but you I, I think I hear you saying there you, you would uh, best case scenario a national law.
1: No, I, I think it should be returned to the state. Um, the closer the government is to you, the more influence you have, the more the people's voice is heard. And, and I think that that's what should have happened in 1973. It definitely is what should happen now. Uh,
0: what about Utah's trigger law? Is that uh, acceptable to your organizations? Is that that's uh, a good law to go into effect uh, triggered by an official uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade?
1: Yes, we would be very excited to see that go into effect for sure uh
0: so as my understanding of this uh, s b one seventy four um, abortion would only be allowed um, uh, for what uh, serious risk to the health of the the mother or or death of the mother um, serious fetal effect uh, uh, defects or uh pregnancy caused by rape or incest that's
1: right, yes.
0: Um, so you know, most laws on the, you know, on the books, at least to, to this point until recently, have allowed abortions, you know, more abortions up to a certain amount of weeks, right? 15 weeks or, or something. Uh, do you believe this should be sort of a blanket at outlawing in all cases except for those exceptions?
1: I'm not sure I understand what you're what you're uh, asking. So uh, I, I will yeah.
0: go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying that um, the uh, abortions, say uh, Utah, the other law that might go into effect if it's a more narrow ruling in Utah would uh, would ban the procedure after 18 weeks, right? Allowing it up to 18 weeks. Would you? Uh,
1: right. That's true. Uh, that that's a a good start, but certainly there's no reason for our trigger bill not to go into effect. I I might add that in 1973, when nine justices made a decision for the entire country, abortion was illegal in the state of Utah. I I believe with those ex- same exceptions. Uh,
0: so uh, you know, there there are women talking. There was a rally, I think, recently. Uh, you know. Uh, Abortion rights rally. Um, really? We're, we're inter- women interviewed there. We're saying we're, we're going back to a nightmare age. There, are some women remember that uh, period. Uh, is uh, w- what's your what's your view that well, people tell you about that era? <laughs>
1: I remember that era, so nobody has to tell me. Uh, And I have a very personal story that happened uh, around that time. Uh, I believe that we set the stage for abortion to be so uh, abundant in our country, so out of control in our country. You know, back in 1973, the slogan was uh, rare and safe. It's not rare. It's absolutely not rare, and it's not necessarily safe. Uh, I I do not want to go back, at, but this is what I mean by that. We did not have support structures in place. We did not have safety nets in place. We have to do that. We have to do that now, or we will end up back in 1973, uh, where abortion is the answer to you know a, a woman's problem when she has an unexpected pregnancy. We hope that we can have some more humane answers to those problems.
0: Uh, tell me more about that. More humane, uh, more humane answers.
1: Sure, sure. So, Pro Life Utah does a lot of work with offering women whatever whatever assistance they need to solve the problem that brought them to that abortion clinic. It is very rare that a woman just wants an abortion. She is there because she's got financial problems, she's got legal problems, housing problems, whatever it is, and so. We we offer support, assistance, resources, and so often that changes everything for a woman's perspective. So we hope to see that on a much bigger scale. Resources, assistance, uh, help to solve the problems, not not to terminate the baby.
0: Um, I was reading from a survey: um, sixty-five percent of Utah residents said they sought an abortion for socioeconomic reasons and uh, 29% for elective abortions, uh, 3% a contraceptive failure. Um, so, so you're talking about uh, maybe helping families before we get that situation, for example, socioeconomic, with that, uh, economic aid, that kind of thing?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, what about elective abortions? Is it wrong in any case?
1: So, so when you say elective, I mean, I think we go back to, for the most part, those scenarios, some problem that a woman can't solve. Um, but, you know, yeah, certainly there are cases where we can't offer assistance that would make her change her mind or help her to change her mind. There, There is a option of adoption, uh, which which is a loving, humane option.
0: Um, and, and so I guess there, what would need to happen then, different from the way it is now, more resources to help folks, more information out, out to people about that adoption? About
1: yes, yes, and mm-hmm. e- easier, um, more affordable adoptions, um, yes, financial assistance, um, just whatever it takes to solve these problems without infringing on the right of an innocent human being.
0: Um what about more access to contraception?
1: Uh, we we have we're just fine with contra- contraception. Yes, we um have no problem with that and yeah I, I will say, you know, people act like that's the solution. I cannot tell you how many women are, end up in the abortion clinic because their their contraception failed. I don't think it is the answer, but it certainly is a, a part of the puzzle. Yes.
0: Mhm. Um Women, um, you know, it's, uh, pro-abortion rights—the uh, women of, of uh, who hold that uh, opinion are are saying that this is a violation of our bodily rights. We we have we have rights,
1: and I think that uh, blatantly ignores the rights of another innocent human being. You know, I started this road out on the pro-choice side because women's rights are important to me. That made sense to me at the time. But I did not understand that, that that was not a choice that just affected me as a woman. It also affected that innocent baby. When you take that into account, you have to have a better solution than abortion.
0: Also, uh, you know, uh, pro-abortion rights are, are uh, folks are saying that uh, this is going to hit—disproportionately uh, going to hit poor women, and uh, not going to be able to travel to Colorado, you know, et cetera.
1: Well, I would say there's a huge discrimination against uh, economically disadvantaged women's women. They are often the ones in the abortion clinic because they feel they have no choice. They feel like there's no support, no help for them. And, and again, we're back to let's create a humane, supportive society that we solve these problems without terminating the life of a baby.
0: Um, so, um. I wonder what what you're hearing from uh, from from women. What are what are you hearing from folks about this?
1: Well, most most of the folks I talk to uh, are on the pro life side, and they're anxiously awaiting this decision to see what we're really dealing with. None of, none of us really know what we've got coming down. Uh, on the pro choice side, I know there's a lot of angst, um, and I hope you know that we can come together on that on that subject of helping women, of creating humane, loving solutions.
0: So if this if this is a total ban, we we don't know, of course, right? This was a draft opinion. Right. If, it, if it's a total ban of uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, then there'd be, you know, several states have trigger laws, including Utah. Right. But it, as you alluded to, uh, you know, pro-abortion uh, rights states, the blue states, you could call them, uh, probably likely to expand abortion rights, right? Um, so then you have a patchwork. That's what we expect, yeah. Um, so then I guess the fight goes on. You'd uh, your your colleagues in those blue states would, I guess, continue the fight.
1: It does, and and I think that's you know I I would hate to be in a blue state right now because uh, yes the, everything shifts and that's going to be a real hard uh, conversation in those states for sure.
0: Well, I guess the swing states is maybe where it's going to be the uh, most—I don't um, know—you know, vigorous battle, because there it's there really is going to, uh, you know, swing in the balance according to what the voters want.
1: Yeah, that that could be. Now, my understanding is there's 26 states that will either do an all-out ban or severe restrictions on abortion and a handful, I, I'm not sure the number, but a handful of states that will be in that uh battleground uh situation. But you know, that's interesting, right? Twenty six states where it's it's a firm uh restrictions on abortion. And uh so I, I think that has to make you think that this this is not something the entire country wanted ever. So uh, I think I think returning it to the states is the Perfect
0: solution. Um, some of the states, you know, their laws passed the trigger laws have no exceptions. Total ban on abortion. Do you do you support that?
1: Uh, that is such a hard conversation. Um, in the case of rape and incest, you know how traumatic of a situation for a woman to be in. I do know that uh, we talk to women all the time who that did not solve the problem. To solve The the consequences of violence with more violence often heaps more heartache on a woman. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. It is such a tough, tough uh, question. In the case of uh, life of the mother, that is such a rare situation. And when that happens, we totally support, um, you know, the life of the mother. Uh, But what doesn't have to happen in that situation is an abortion where you know you go in and tear off an arm, tear off a leg, crush the skull. That doesn't need to happen. Um, the baby can be delivered by whatever you know humane methods, uh, and you know if that baby doesn't survive, what a heartache. But we don't need to use abortion in that equation,
0: Of course, uh, in the case of rape or incest, uh, maybe even uh, I'm sure the women would would say, well, even more so you you're 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 not allowing me my autonomy. you know I didn't choose to to get pregnant
1: right, right, and like i said i'm I'm you know it's such a hard conversation. I'm not taking a hard line on that in any way, shape or form. I'm just throwing out that we do know women who for who for them, that abortion was more heartache, more violence, more trauma, and so i think I think we need to handle that with very, you know, very big hearts.
0: I want to quote something from uh, this. The uh, Salt Lake Tribune reached out to women who'd had abortions, uh, to tell them about it. Uh, this is uh, Kelly uh, uh, Shilar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, this is her quote, and I, I expect it. She's, uh, you know, she's pro-abortion rights, but uh, I expect you, you know, probably agree with, with this part of what she said. I'll just quote her. Nobody takes it lightly. It's a heavy decision. You uh, so you can't pass a law that could could possibly encompass every different situation. Uh, so that first part of that uh, statement, I think everybody agrees. Um, it's a heavy decision. Sure, sure. You bet. Uh, the second part of that, you can't pass a law that could possibly encompass every different situation. I suppose you'd say, well, you, you know, you got to try, right?
1: Well, I would say that when we pass laws, we have to keep in mind the rights of that other individual. That other human being, that baby, and so um, I think when we do that, we're going to reach as as fair and humane and loving of a answer as as we can possibly get.
0: And that's the crux of it, isn't it? I, I guess uh, you know many on the other side would uh, would dispute, uh, would have doubts. Um, you know, that's not a person not yet. That obviously discreet. Well.
1: That, that's kind of silly. It's not a carrot, right? It's a person. Uh, you know, our science says so. Our ultrasounds say so. Uh, the, the science and the technology in 1973 were not what it is today. There's really no denying that that's a human being. Uh, the question is, you know, are we going to value that life, respect that life, and give that human being the same rights as as everybody else?
0: Um of course uh, now we have the abortion pill uh which uh, could potentially bypass all of this um you know you get something in the mail take the take the pill have the uh, end the pregnancy that way
1: Well if the trigger bill in Utah goes into effect that would be against the law now that's not to say people won't do it I'm sure I'm sure that some people will do it but uh it will still be against the law
0: hmm. Are, do you worry at all about unintended consequences if Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned? Um, this, I mean, it, it would appear that, uh, you know, public opinion in Utah is very solidly on your side, but uh, I wonder if you if you worry about unintended consequences.
1: No, I don't. I, I hope that we've advanced as a society, as as human beings. I hope we've advanced enough to t- tackle this head-on and tackle these problems and, and not use... Termination of a human life as a solution. We we can we can do better than that.
0: Um, this is, I mean, the, the emotion of this has got to be pretty overwhelming. I I, I know you had a rally, right? Uh, it was this in January, pro-life rally. Yeah, um, yes, it, March it, it for Life
1: every January. Every, every
0: January, right? And at that uh-huh. point, couldn't have imagined. Um, that that maybe overturning Roe v. Wade could come this year?
1: Well, we were imagining it just a little bit. I was in uh, Washington in December when the oral arguments were taking place. So um, I I didn't dare dream it could be that big, but but we had a little bit of an inkling that was possible.
0: Mm. Uh, So you were there for the oral arguments in, in the Dobbs case?
1: I was. Yeah. I was, yes.
0: And so you could uh, – it, it's a whole art reading the tea leaves, right? But you could – I guess you could tell maybe <laughs> there were uh, there was movement there?
1: Yeah, there were definitely arguments that were questioning whether Roe v. Wade ever should have happened in the first place. Uh, whether there were enough justices on board for that to go anywhere, that was – you know, that was the question. But there were definitely a line of questioning that uh, that went that direction.
0: Uh, Of course, it could happen that uh, Dobbs is overturned, but uh, the the justices don't go all the way to overturning Roe v. Wade.
1: Right. That could happen.
0: I think in that case, probably uh, a law in Utah would go go into effect, what, banning abortions after 18 weeks, I believe, is what I'm hearing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, uh, In that case, what would happen? You'd continue to push for Roe v. Wade to be overturned?
1: Oh, you bet! It was wrongly decided in 1973, and and it's on very thin ice. And if it's not now, it will come down someday.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, some are saying, "Well, uh, if if that right to privacy is, uh, is you know, is we decide that right to privacy was never there, upon which Roe v. Wade is is decided, there's, there's a whole other range of uh, of rights that, um, you know, perhaps will be overturned as well."
1: Well, I don't think anybody is denying a right to privacy, but, but let's let's take it a little bit farther. Um, if you have an 18-month-old baby and you decide parenting is not for you, uh, does your privacy, your right to privacy, allow you to terminate that life? No, absolutely not. And so, you know, I don't think, I think this whole thing of this is going to uh, infringe on other rights is nothing but fear-mongering.
0: Um, I wonder what your uh, what your thoughts on the, the, the recent uh, comments from Governor Cox. Um, for example, he says, Our focus has to be on improving the lives of women in our state, and if you care about life, that means all life, not just life in the womb. That seems to jibe with, with your statements earlier, with, you know, address the problems that led to that pregnancy.
1: Yes, yes, I totally support that. That's that's wonderful to hear him say that.
0: Uh, this one's stuck out at me as well. Um he says it takes two to make a baby. Too often that burden fail, falls disproportionately on the mother and not on the father. We need to hold men responsible. I'm not sure what he's suggesting. What What are your thoughts about that statement, though?
1: Well, I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. That's another reason that women end up in an abortion clinic, because they are facing this all alone, and it's overwhelming, and it's more than they think they can deal with. And And men are walking scot-free with with no consequences whatsoever, I could not agree more with that statement. Mm.
0: Uh, how would you uh, how would you apply that statement? Do you think I, I don't know? If there's any legal and for you know that kind of thing, but um, I guess just encouraging fathers to be involved. I don't know.
1: Well, that certainly would be the the optimum. But um, you know, par- for instance, uh, with child support at the time of pregnancy, not after. Don't make that woman go through all of that by herself and then try to go after some small amount of child support. Uh, the, the father should be equally responsible for that baby. Hmm.
0: Just have a couple of minutes left uh, here in this uh, part of the program, uh, I want you were, you reflect, but you've been involved in this for a long time. I imagine what, uh, um, I, I don't know, if, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, is that Less work for you, it made, you know, significant progress there, or is it more work for your side?
1: Right. Well, you know, I, at the thought of, of Roe v. Wade being overturned, I jokingly said, okay, I retire. Um, and it sounded good, but I was quickly reminded that our work just begins. I mean, everything was talked about today, supporting women, giving them a true safety net, uh, a, a true sanctuary for unborn and born babies in the state of Utah. Our work just begins, and it's bigger than ever.
0: I want to, uh, I was reading a, a statement here, I want to run this past you. Um, let's see if I can find this uh, quickly. This is David, uh, Dr. David Turok, an obstetrician gynecologist in Salt Lake City. He says, nothing will make abortions go away. You can make it harder for people, you can shame and blame people, you can create greater chaos and challenges in their lives. I think that some uh, extreme anti-abortion legislation is going to make abortion go away is folly. Uh, what, what do you say?
1: Well, he's exactly right, and that's true of every crime, right? That's true of murder and bank robbery and all kinds of things. We pass laws, and people break them, but it doesn't stop us from passing laws because they're the right laws.
0: Well, uh, anything else you'd like to say on this uh, on this subject? We, of course, we're awaiting the; it'll come down a little bit later, a, a ruling if it comes. Um, but looks like perhaps Roe v. Wade will be overturned. What What are your final thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I would just uh, appeal to everybody: pro choice, pro life, wherever you're at on this where we should be able to come together is in supporting women and i hope that we can have a huge societal shift where women are supported in their families and their neighborhoods and their churches and they're also supported by organizations and government and and whatever it takes to solve these problems i hope everybody will get involved in that
0: mary taylor is president of pro-life utah has been with us on the program thank you so much for taking the time Thank
1: you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye Bye now. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking with the president CEO of Planned Parenthood Association of Utah. That's Carrie Galloway. We're talking about the possible uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. We don't know. This is a draft opinion. But in that draft opinion, uh, a majority of the U.S. Supreme Court voted to strike down Roe v. Wade. Uh, We'll have more following this break. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. A draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito and uh, leaked to Politico shows that, at least uh, responding to that opinion, draft opinion, a majority of the U.S. Supreme Court voted to strike down Roe v. Wade. Uh, according now to the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, depending on how the U.S. Supreme Court officially rules, either Utah's trigger law, which outlaws most abortions in the state, or a ban on the procedure after 18 weeks of pregnancy are likely to go into effect in Utah. All right now we bring in Planned Parenthood Association of Utah President and CEO, Kerry Galloway. Uh, thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks for having
0: us. So uh, what, what's top of mind uh, for you at this point? Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but it looks you know like this is possible, that this is the year Roe v. Wade is overturned.
2: Well, Planned Parenthood is part of, to be perfectly honest, the um, healthy majority of people in the United States that do not believe overturning Roe versus Wade is the right choice. And so with this leaked um, argument, it has certainly put everyone on notice that we have to be organized, we have to be um, ready for possibilities that could overturn 50 years of precedent, 50 years of women, people with uteruses who have the potential of getting pregnant, having choices in their lives um, to be able to actualize, and... um, I wouldn't wish this on anyone to have to go through this particular time of um, waiting. It has certainly been an organizing event um, to help people become aware that uh, we need to speak out. And people of Utah are speaking out. Mm-hmm.
0: What are they saying? What are, what are you hearing from women, from, from men, from anybody?
2: Well, I think in your first um, portion of the show, you um, read many um, typical responses of people. But Planned Parenthood in 2020 did a poll anticipating a particular onerous legislative session. And when this trigger bill was passed, and learned that the people of Utah were not feeling the same way the legislature was. Um, 86% then, or 89% then, and 86% this year in January, when we repeated the poll, 86% of Utahns say that a pregnant woman not a politician should be making decisions about their pregnancy. That's a solid majority. And 76% of people believe that um, there should be exceptions to um, abortion should uh, a trigger law go into effect, and even 55% of Utah's, which is still a majority, say that abortion should be legal in all or most circumstances. So um, I, Mary Taylor is right for her segment of the population, and they have certainly opposed anything that would help women and people who get pregnant, and families to deal with an unintended pregnancy. I find it almost laughable that her stances that we need to provide more services to people. Where have those um, advocates been when it's been time to pass any bills in this legislature to help women and families? They've been far, far away.
0: If Roe v. Wade is overturned, if the trigger law goes into effect, uh, what then? Uh, Women need to travel to Colorado?
2: Well, for essential health care. Sad, isn't it? That um, you can't get essential health care in your neighborhood, in your state. Um, And the cavalier attitude about it acknowledges that comprehensive health care is important, um, but they really don't care what hoops you have to jump through to be able to get that health care. And as you spoke about previously, it is more impactful on those who do not have resources, whether they be financial, emotional, community, family resources, Um, The majority of people don't travel outside of the county they were born in, and much less for essential health care. It's fairly impractical. But Planned Parenthood will be there to help people solve their problems, um, because we believe comprehensive health care is important for all, and everyone is worthy of comprehensive health (laughs) care.
0: I was reading um, the Planned Parenthood Rocky Mountains, uh, quoting their uh, their president. Uh, he said, "If if you live in Utah and need an abortion, come to Colorado, Nevada. We'll take care of you: uh, finances, uh, patient assistance funds, uh, hotels." Is is that what you are hearing?
2: Uh, we have a number of states, um, neighboring states on both sides of this issue. Um, Nevada's laws are pro-comprehensive health care. Colorado's laws and services as well as California are welcoming people who need comprehensive health care to come. It's still not a solution to people. They can't interrupt their family life. The majority of women who terminate an abortion already have children. Unfortunately for many, they are single parents. They have to figure out what to do with their family. If you have a job, are they going to give you time off to travel to another state to get essential health care? If you're in school, can you leave school and interrupt to get essential health care? This is not a solution. This is a workaround.
0: Would you be in favor of, a, uh, well, I guess, what we've, we've had or what we have still uh, uh, anticipating, perhaps, overturning of Roe v. Wade? What we have is, you know, a national uh, law or a national uh, right to abortion. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, would you then look for a national uh, law guaranteeing right to abortion?
2: Well, the Women's Health Protection Act has been in Congress, passed in the House, stymied in the Senate, as most of our legislation is. Um, and these same people who want to take away rights for women to solve issues of unintended pregnancy are unwilling to step up and guarantee rights to help her plan her family, get essential health care, and live her best life possible. It's
0: Hypocritical, in my book. Hmm. I want to ask you the, the kind of the a, a central question on this. Um, I, I pose this to Mary Taylor, to, the, of course. Um, women uh, Planned Parenthood, I'm, I'm sure, is, is emphasizing the the right of the woman to decide what happens to her body. Right? Um, uh, do you believe there's a person there? The, the, the fetus is a person, and should should they have rights?
2: It's a potential person, um, but it is not, um, the person, uh, it is not the entity that has rights at this point. It is potential. And when you look at the pros and cons of carrying a pregnancy to term, especially if it is unintended and you don't have maternity benefits, you don't have preconceptual benefits, um... The health care is not guaranteed for her to even carry the pregnancy to term. What I don't understand is why we can't make our society better. Mary spoke about working together. I could agree with her. If we could put into place essential preconception, birth control, family planning, At realistic sexuality, education in the schools, better comprehensive care for families, and then we could look at restricting rights. Um, You think about a person who has an unintended pregnancy right now. If we limit the health care that she can get, even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, It's going to take years before any of Mary's dream legislation could go into effect to provide assistance to that family. What is that family to do in the meantime? I'm sorry. Until we can get together and create a society that welcomes children, welcomes families, helps them figure out, how to make their most of their lives. Um, we shouldn't be talking about overturning 50 years of precedent.
0: Uh, would you support in uh, the, the blue states, um, uh, you know, increasing, enhancing abortion rights?
2: Of course, because if this um, comes to pass, we're going to need them. Um, and Planned Parenthood has been working throughout the nation with our web of health care providers, both Planned Parenthood and independent health care providers, to make sure that we can shore up any services that are available. But again, it is not the way to provide essential health care.
0: Uh, how likely is it do you think we'd get a a national law, I guess, of of either stripe? Uh, It seems like Congress is pretty dysfunctional right now.
2: I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, We'll never stop trying, though. Yeah. Uh, The House has been able to pass it, um, but the Senate hasn't been able to pass much of anything, has they?
0: Mm. Uh, So then we'd be left with a patchwork. Yeah. and I guess each state then then you know the fight goes on. I guess if Roe v Wade's overturned, then uh, do you think you would have you'd, you you size those polls support for at least some abortion? Uh, do you think you'd have uh, that would translate into election success, uh, changing the, the uh, makeup of the legislature?
2: We would have to do that, wouldn't we? I have to believe because I am an internal optimist, I have to be in my line of work, that if this ruling comes to pass, that our hastily and rather capricious trigger law that was passed emotionally in 2020, that the legislature would call themselves back into session and really look at what, is the right law for Utah. They could actually listen to health care providers, not just Mary Taylor's dreams of how she would manage possibly her health care, but what true health care providers deal with. Maternal and infant care docs who deal with problem pregnancies, wanted pregnancies that have gone awry. Um, if they would listen to people who have been in these situations, if they would look at the polls that we have taken as to what the people of Utah believe we need, even our legislature could come up with a more compassionate trigger bill. We know that people who suffer from rape and incest which is just a horrific crime, so often are unable to report it to police. But you can't get an abortion unless you have it reported to police. We're not going to solve those problems, so we're going to throw away all those women, all of the pain they've suffered, because our trigger law says it has to be reported You know, I would hope that if we get to that point, that our state would use some of the compassion that they so often bandy about and actually look at what services we provide to women, pregnant people, and families.
0: Mm. Uh, I was reading... um Uh, Let's see, uh, just uh, scanning here. Planned Parenthood providers uh, started giving away empowerment kits to people who come to their health centers. Uh, Tell me about that. That
2: is in Texas, which has basically been been living in this type of world since last September. And um, (laughs) the rest of us seem to have abandoned them. Uh, Certainly the court system has abandoned them because, as we all know, abortion is still legal in this country, except in Texas. And because Planned Parenthood's mission is to take care um, and provide services to women and pregnant people and people who can get pregnant, um, in Texas you can still terminate a pregnancy usually if it's before six weeks. Most women don't recognize that they're pregnant until they have missed a period and suspect something's wrong. What we're trying to help women do is to take a pregnancy test as soon as they may have unprotected sex so they know if something decisions need to be made. Also, morning-after pill, which is not an abortion... But medication, which allows you to start your period, um, there are ways. But that mass education for people is so different to get them to change their thinking when they've lived in a world where abortion is legal for 50 years.
0: Mm. What about the abortion pill? This would seem to bypass, you know, a need to travel to a different state although i, I understand it's uh, that would be under a total ban that would be illegal as well
2: well i don't think anyone can keep you from traveling outside your state for health care um no one's passed that law yet though missouri has talked about it um the united states is still a free transportation mm. world as far as i know um it, it just makes a mockery of our discussion of compassion um, for families and um, the world we live in. Mm.
0: Uh, what uh, it seems like the abortion pills are more readily available? Is that, uh, is that something you advocate yes. for women? As
2: a matter of fact, for pregnancy termination, uh, medication abortion, is, uh, the majority of the choice, um, that pregnant people make. Um, I don't want to get that confused with the morning after pill, which is not, um, used to, um, change and establish pregnancy.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You've, uh, you've been quoted as saying there's, uh, there I guess, there's a, a bit of sunlight, sunshine, you called it, during the dark clouds. Um, Planned Parenthood Association Utah now receiving Title X family planning funding again? Yes.
2: Um, for almost three years, uh, the previous uh, administration, with its total lack of compassion for women and people who can get pregnant, um, placed very onerous rules on our national family planning program and, um, cut the numbers of people, uh, getting service, um, by almost half, at least, um, by, by a third. And so it's where my questioning of hypocrisy comes in that you'll want to punish pregnant people, but you'll do nothing to help them, um, plan their pregnancies. And um, with the new administration, uh, Planned Parenthood as the stewards of the National Family Planning Money, we have rejoined the program, and um, we will now be statewide providing um, subsidized family planning services, even broader than we have during the previous three years.
0: Well, of course, we can't. You know, we we don't know the future, right? But uh, what are you, what are you preparing for? You're preparing for Roe v. Wade to be overturned.
2: I'm certainly aware that that's a possibility. You know, for me, I I hope that um, cooler heads will prevail. I think that Alito's reasoning about uh, established law from when the Constitution was um, first written, didn't really respect women all that much. I don't remember that we could vote then, or, you know, um, the Constitution has to be a living document, and to overturn 50 years of precedent is very disheartening. So, though I plan for that possibility, I hope that um, the Utah that I wake up in after the Supreme Court decision still allows women to get comprehensive, essential health care in the state they've chosen to live in.
0: So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, um, and the trigger law goes into effect, and most abortions are outlawed, with some exceptions, uh, this plan parenthood of Utah, then, uh, I don't know, you've... what what, what's left you transport people to to colorado
2: away that's Mm -hmm. not happening (laughs) um we've been here through thick and thin for 50 years and we will continue to be here no matter what um i think our slogan is these doors stay open um they did during the pandemic they did during hurricanes earthquakes we are here for people and though our options for assisting them may be different, we will do whatever we can to help the women and pregnant people of Utah be able to plan their families, be able to live their best life possible, and contribute to society here in Utah, which I think is what we all want.
0: Well, a good place to end the conversation. Anything else you'd like to say on this subject?
2: No. No, I appreciate you opening the dialogue about it, because I think over time people have just assumed that um, the Supreme Court doesn't overturn 50-year precedences. Um, They may nibble away at the edges, which has been happening for years. But um, we have usually been able to figure out a way to carry out the letter and the spirit of the law and still make room for Utah families to live their best lives. And so opening up this dialogue, getting people to realize what at stake is what I expect of public radio. So I thank you so much for doing this.
0: Well, thank you for, uh, for coming on with us. Uh, the President CEO of the Planned Parenthood Association of Utah, Kerry Galloway, has been with us. Thank you.
2: Thanks a lot.
0: And uh, we thank Murray Taylor, who came on earlier, President of Pro-Life Utah. Um, and you can uh, get us your comments uh, or question through our email, upraxess at gmail.com, Upraccess at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening today to Access Utah.